This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Finally, we're brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Bermuda Championship. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so I have a very special guest on here tonight, Um, a golf expert. Read the line content for Sports Illustrated, PGA Tour, a bunch of different outlets. You guys know him from Twitter. That's my my friend, Keith Stewart. Keith, thank you for joining me. Very happy to have you on tonight. Matt, let's get into it, man. It's the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, and what Hell a championship yeah. it is. It's an honor to uh, to break it all down with you. Let's hit it. Yeah, p- some people are calling this the fifth major. I'm not really sure how you're going to look at it, but we have a uh, all-star field of golf professionals here today and what is your thoughts on all the withdrawals we've had like that was a record number of withdrawals on monday and tuesday morning well you know it just goes to show you that at this point if a guy gets to the number that he's comfortable with so there was a bunch of guys that played very well that were in the teens that were in the like low 20s uh meaning you know 100 and teens 120s that they played well enough that they basically secured their card they don't need to play the rest of the year so those guys are gone they're ghosts, you know, Kaiser Soze, they're out of here and um, they're just saving room for the other people that uh, could fall in or, or fall out. Or maybe those guys that have a chance for that, uh, what they call it, the next 10, if that's relevant. So. Right. Because this this field is I mean, year after year, the Bermuda Championship is going to have a bleak field. But looking at the field pre withdrawals, it wasn't the worst we've ever seen. And then we saw guy after guy just drop out. And now it's a fairly bleak field. I know we have some names that we all know and love, but um, how has your fall gone betting wise, content wise, just overall fall swing thoughts? Geez. Well, the fall swing PGA tour has been about a break even experiment. Uh, the, uh, the man, there's been a lot of contention uh, just hasn't yeah. closed. You know, there's up until uh, this past week with EVR, there's been a lot of chalk winning. And uh, yeah. even if they do win, we don't make a lot of money. Now, I also cover the LPGA and I know it's not the sexiest thing in the world. I don't even know if I could say that, but I know it's not the most popular thing in the world, but um, you know, I've got three LPGA wins since labor day. So that's, that's a a feat. I mean, it's a payoff of 115 to one and all three of them were first time winners. And, And I, you know, I approach it just like I approach the PGA tour and there's plenty of money to be won there. And it's, it's, if you can get the right number on the right person, you can make some money. So one was a 40 to one winner. One was a 50 to one winner. One was a 25 to one winner. So like I've had a really good fall. I closed out the year with Victor at the BMW and Victor in the, you know, the gross version of the tour championship. So I've had five wins. Uh, I feel good about things. I got 14 wins on the year. You want to wrap it up and give me tiger at the hero. I'm good. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty damn solid. And I'm not—I don't really dabble in the LPGA. I'll—I'll I'll play some bets for the majors. I'm a kind of a Brooke Henderson guy. Not sure why, but I'll always oh, yeah. bet on her. And but I might have to—I might have to tell you on some LPGA wagers this 
uh, upcoming years. So let's talk about the Bermuda Championship DFS. I'm going to bring up the DFS board to talk about this awesome 10K range we have, led off by Adam Scott, Thomas Dietrich, Brendan Todd, and Akshay Batia. Some names we're definitely not used to seeing up in up in this range. So what are your overwhelming thoughts on this 10K range? And if there's a guy, who is it for you? Uh, all right. First click in the 10K for me is Brendan Todd. Uh, he's a perfect fit for positional golf course. And I think of all the guys up there, well, maybe Akshay, but I, I think he's the one that would be the most consistent performer when it comes to the PGA Tour, um, the guy that you can rely upon. I mean, you, if you're going to spend 10000 on D, you know, on DFS, you want to know that that guy, I mean, forget, obviously he's going to make the cut, but you want to know that that guy can really push a top 10 no matter what. And I know, you know, all the coastal stories behind Akshay, you know, the guy, you, you put him near the water and he plays well, um, but still, you know, the, the putter, you know, I just wonder, um, Adam Scott, I, I have no idea why Adam Scott's even here. I don't know if he got is, dropped off is on a he cruise even here? from the like, TGL. We don't even know if he made it. Yeah, is he even there? I thought he was in Boston tonight for the Red Sox game. Or not the Red Sox I, game, throwing out some first pitch or something. I mean, he might have been for Boston Common Golf or, or the right. TGL or whatever he was doing. Um, but, I mean, he'll be there by Thursday. I, I just, um, I wonder if it's some sort of a... Uh, sponsorship thing or you know he wanted to improve his points number i mean i have no idea why that guy's there and then thomas dietrich you know this coming into this event last year or the fall dietrich was super hot he was he was great in september on the european on the dp world tour european tour to me and uh you know this year you look at his last 10 starts and he's losing strokes off the tee on approach around the green. And uh, I mean, the only thing that's been saving him a little bit has been the putter. And uh, you got to show me more than that, especially in a 10 K range for a guy that isn't normally in the 10 K range. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is not the prettiest 10 K range or field at all, but you're going to have to make a decision if you want to go this route. And I'm seeing early that these guys are going to garner some ownership, but I really don't see it. I can see a majority of the public, just going straight to the nine K range because there's no one that really strikes your name up top. Like, like you said, what is Adam Scott doing here? Is he even on the property? No one knows. Uh, Brendan Todd, <laughs> I feel like is the is the selection in this field because he had a great spring, decent summer, and he played well in his only start in this fall, or at least his last start in the fall. Um, but I don't know. I think Thomas Dietrich is the click for me, just purely off. No, I don't think anyone's going to select them because who wants to play a 10-5 Thomas Dietrich? But the guy lives in Punta Cana. He has great results on coastal tracks. And does he have winning equity? Probably not, but he damn sure has top three equity. He, he loves to blow a lead after 54 holes. So that, oh that'll, that'll cast you a lineup if he finishes third. So I might go with Thomas Dietrich just to get different, but I think the best play is probably Brendan Todd. Well, I'll tell you what, my leverage play in the 10Ks is to skip them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So that covers the 10K range. Let's go down a little bit. 9K range. We got Lucas Herbert down to Doug Gim. Definitely some interesting names. Definitely some guys that will eat up some ownership in this range. Lucas Herbert obviously won this event. That was a crazy tournament with all that win. Taylor Pendrith yeah. the lead. Patrick Reed charged late. That was a fun one. But Lucas Herbert hasn't done much of late. Is there anyone you like in this upper 9K range? You know what? I, I'm going to go back to Pendrith. 
you know, at, at the bottom of the 9K range, he gives me more flexibility as we go further down the board. Or if I want to pick another 9K guy, like uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be all over Ben Griffin. But those are the two right. names that pop to me. Um, Herbert, he's going to need more than the putter this time around. Uh, Norn is interesting to me. He could be the type of guy that if the weather gets a little bit wacky out there, which they're talking about for the weekend, I keep monitoring it. It's been getting yep. better, but it's supposed to blow over the weekend. Norrin's short game and his putting um, could definitely put him in position. He's de- he flights the ball. You know, one of the things I do um, when I cover the PGA Tour and the LPGA is that uh, like next week I'm going to the RSM Classic. That'll be my 22nd okay. uh, tour event of the year where I'll be on site. So I see all these guys practice all the time and I see all the women practice. So, you know, when you're live there, it's a lot different than looking at an Excel spreadsheet. Alex Noren is always the last guy off the range and he might be striping it. He, the guy's just a grinder and he flights mm-hmm. the ball really well. So if it gets, if the weather gets wacky out there in the Bermuda Triangle, Alex Noren could be a play. If he, if, if it doesn't get wacky, then I like Griffin and Pendrith. Um, List from a ball striking perspective is is more like, in my opinion, when we go to majors and you got to play 470-yard par fours than when you're playing 370-yard par fours. I mean, I, I'm not sure that he distanced himself from the field as a wedge player, and certainly he doesn't as a putter. I mean, I know right. it's been better as of late. Uh, Glover might be the best ball striker in the field, certainly with a wedge in his hand, but the magic he had with the putter over the summer, we haven't seen it this fall. So... You know, I mean, I, I think you look at Pendrith, right? I was all over Pendrith last week going into a long 7,400-yard golf course and first round, even par 72, and we're all like, oh, man, what are we doing? You know, like how... Yeah, and he like, started off good, the front the front nine, and kind of never be packed in. I mean, he, he, who knows what he did the first day, but what whoever he saw or whatever he ate Thursday night, right? The guy goes 18 under for the next 54 holes. So he could be primed for another Bermuda run. And if the weather gets wacky, the guy's from Canada, right? So, I mean, he's never played in perfect conditions his whole life. And, of course, I think I think Griffin's got a lot to play for, you know, similar to Pendrith in that redemptive mode. You know, last year he sat on the 54-hole lead. He had one about a month ago at Sanderson. Um, I think he's learning some lessons there, and his game's tailor-made to this. So in the 9K range, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I Ben Griffin, I actually had a ticket on him last year in this event, and I had him at the Sanderson. So I might be the Ben Griffin whisperer, and those are obviously <laughs> tough beats, but I, I watched those tournaments, obviously, and those bo- both of those back nines, you could really see he turned into a different golfer. The nerves hit him, and they hit golfers differently. So with that being said, obviously, more reps, will you'll be more comfortable with it, but it takes guys a long time to get over that hump, like, Example, Russell Henley. Just we see it all the time with him when he gets in that situation. But what is Ben Griffin's ceiling in this field? He's obviously one of the most talented players, one of the best best iron players in this field. I think he has the equity to win. And at nine three, it's a great price. He will be fairly popular. I really like what you said with Norin because when you look at this golf course on paper and then you see the final, the, the winning score, you're, it's kind of confusing. You're like, ah, this golf course looks like it should get to minus twenty six, but. The weather holds this place up, and if it gets tough, Norn is the guy you want. And I was close to to betting him this week, at, but the number just wasn't really right for me. And I'm I'm heavily going with this with this wave split. I'm seeing the a PMAM is gonna should have a distinct advantage. I mean, it could be three quarters of a shot, but anything could get you through the cut. And I'm gonna go with that PMA PMA PMAM wave split for my bets and probably for my uh, DFS stacking. And Norn 
is in that opposite wave split. So that's kind of what's holding me off. But I do like what, what you said about Norin and especially Pendrith. He has the game to fit here. Doug Game, I kind of like too, because he's played a lot of golf recently. And I think that's just a one check mark you want to in the fall swing. I want a guy who's played because a lot of guys take them some, some time off in the fall. Doug Game has played a lot of golf and we know he has those spike rounds in him where he can just go lights out for 72 holes is a different story. But in a field like this, Doug Game has been around the block a bunch of times. I kind of like him at 9K flat. You know, Gim played well last week and he, he consistently strikes the ball. You know, I yeah. mean, as a golf professional myself, I admire what that guy brings to the table. But for some reason, he doesn't score. Right. And, and for whatever that reason is, you have to be careful there. So is, is Doug Gim like a perfect placement for this week, especially if the weather gets a little windy? I mean, that guy's going to keep the ball in play. He's going to get the ball on the green and he's going to make a lot of pars when the conditions are bad. Problem is, he's going to make a lot of pars when the conditions are probably average, too. And we've yep. seen a lot of that. I bet a lot of Doug Gim um, from like July on. And uh, because he, because, you know, he pops on and the stats are great. Yeah. Right. Yep. And at, at the end of the day, I mean, he's kind of like Steven Yeager. It's like he's at the top of everyone's charts all the time. And then you go watch this guy. Like I've seen both those guys play live like this year within the last three or four months. And they, I mean, these, it's a total stripe show. Right. But then every tournament they finish between 20 and 40. Yeah. Right. And you're not going to get a top 40 number on Doug Gim that's worth betting or making a lot of money on. Right. So now all of a sudden you're like, okay, what do I do with this guy? But he's just not an outright selection right now. I mean, if, if you're going to compare him versus Pendrith, who do you think has more win equity at the I end of the day? Taylor, Taylor Pendrith, he's contended way more times. And that's not an, everyone knows that. Yeah, and he's played the President's Cup. He's been, you know, he's been in a lot of more, a lot more anxious situations. You know, same thing with Ben Griffin. You know, if somebody was going to break through and they hadn't won before, I would take a guy like that versus I, I haven't seen Gim get there yet. You know, and w- what I love about what you were talking there when you, when you brought up Alex Noren again was that you're talking a lot about the golf course. And I love these yep. weeks where there's no shot link because it forces us to yeah. really look at it really to really I hate look those at the weeks, golf to be course. honest. <laughs> Well, I, I love these weeks because as a PGA, as like as a PGA professional by trade, all those years, right? Like I love to look at the design of the golf course. I mean, think about what we have going on here. You've got what fourteen of the fifteen holes bend off the tee. You've got eleven elevation changes on different holes. You've got Bermuda grass wall to wall. I mean, you've got all sorts of factors, and you got tons of history at this place, right? For, forget the two thousand nineteen full field events to now, right? How about all those years they played the PGA Grand Slam of golf from 2009 to 2014, right? When they had the four major winners come over for the PGA of America, right? Like we know about this golf course and we know how to handle it. And as we go through the board here, I'm so happy you bring up more of the course because that's what's going to be the key and why Brian Gay, you know, just basically is the mayor of this joint. Horse, horse. Yeah. It's, and it's funny to see, like, cause like we said, the course doesn't really strike you on the paper. Like, ah, oh, this is a baby course. They should tear it up. And it's never really the case because weather is a thing. But before we move on to this lower 8K range and the rest, I need to talk to you guys about prize picks. Prize picks is the most fun I've ever had winning I, besides golf gambling for that. You could win 25 extra money just uh, selecting six plays. Basketball season is here as well. You can put in basketball picks, football picks, Golf picks as well into it's kind of like a parlay. You pick over under, put them together. Six picks wins you twenty five extra money. Prize picks go over to prizepicks.com, promo code SGPN for a discount. So let's move down the range a little bit. 
All right, let's talk about this uh, 8K range now. Alex Smalley leads us off at 8-9. Definitely going to be a popular name this week, ball striking alone. Down to MJ Duffy. And it's just crazy seeing some of these names in this range that we're just objectively not used to seeing uh, this high up. So anyone strike you off the off the top in this 8K range? Oh, the two names I'll jump towards. Um, and both of them, I was betting last week live and... Um, and I even went with Vince Whaley pre, um, but uh, Whaley at eight thousand and Nick Hardy at eighty six hundred um, are two guys that I kind of favor in this range. Um, Whaley, I'll talk about. Whaley was weak with the putter, and he noticed that he got he he was on tour last year. Then he he had a bunch of Corn Ferry tour starts this year. He was kind of in between with the signature events. You know, he didn't get into a lot of events. So um, Vince practices out of the Golf Club of Georgia. And I get down to Atlanta a lot. I've got a student that practices there as well. So I, I see Vince a lot. He changed coaches this year. He's worked a lot on a short game. You can see the putting numbers are much, much better. The guy's an incredible ball striker, and he's long, and he's powerful. So if I'm going to favor a guy like Table Pendrith, who almost can lay up off the tee at a place like Port Royal and you know still hit the fairway and still hit wedges into greens, and I know that the putter's been working lately... For me, a guy like Vince Whaley, and again, at 8,000, gives me more options to have some fun with my lineup. And then, of course, I like Hardy, too. I like the fact that he won this year, and he, the guy's just been solid. You know, if, if we're in this 8K range. We need guys that we feel like are guaranteed to make the cut. They, they can string together some birdies. They can score some fantasy points. That's what we're talking about. And, and to me, those two guys are the guys in this range that I first clicked. Yeah, I like what you said about about Whaley as well, because like you said, that hard work is paying off. I just don't love the idea of putting him or playing him in a lineup like at his peak. Um, I know it makes sense, but it's never fucking that easy. So <laughs> I, I I like Whaley. He's playing good golf and he has showed it in his career as a golfer, but this is the highest he's been in a long time. So I I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Davis Riley at eighty four hundred. And that's because I, I made this point last week. He's not in the best of form, but he is an exceptional young talent who has can surely pop out of nowhere. He's, we've seen it do we've seen him do it before. And in a field like this, I'm banking on a guy's long-term ceiling or guys, young guys that have shown me some talent on a golf course like this where a lot of things can happen. So Davis Riley, not in the best of form, but we've seen him do it before, and no one's gonna play him off of that miscut. So at eighty four hundred, he's gonna be my guy in this in this eight K range. Matt, I got to give you some trouble there, man. Midsummer, Davis Riley switched coaches. I, I just and and the results have, have yeah, not been there. have been bad. You, know? um, you think it, that's it's not why? Good at, and, and and that's the reason why. So um, as you bring him up, I mean, like I look at this range. I get what you're saying about Whaley, but what if he is on the climb? What if this isn't yeah, his no, ceiling? You're right. right. I mean, we're gonna roll up with the Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? Like it's like everybody was all over Brandon Wu last week. And nothing happened. Dylan Wu's missed a couple of cuts. I mean, this is a perfect spot for him. A lot like Detroit, you know, short golf course, positional guy makes tons of birdies. He's a BOB guy for sure. Stuart Skinks missed four cuts in a row. He's been good on the Champions Tour, but 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 he's missed four cuts in a row. Homeless Hubbard's been homeless, you know. Um, I mean, Mac Hughes is your best chance, and he's out. You know, right. like um, it, if you're looking for a guy, maybe maybe MJ Duffy. You know, but I played Duffy at Sanderson. He, he was like non-existent, and like 
That's a great driver of the golf ball. Good long iron player, much like Luke List. I'm not sure that this is the best golf course fit for him. Um, Whaley played his college golf in Georgia. You know, it's a Bermuda grass guy. Riley, the same way. Bermuda grass guy at Alabama. I just haven't seen the results. And I know that he switched teachers because I, like I said, I'm out there. Like, right. it's, it's just one of those guys. And, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about Ryan Palmer. How do you feel about Ryan Palmer this week? I mean, there's only so many golf courses you kind of want Ryan Palmer on. And this probably fits the box as one of the golf courses. He doesn't have to hit it a mile. He can yeah. do his thing. And I'll get there's someone along those lines that we'll, we'll get there too. I'd probably, well, I'll just bring it up right now. At this point in their career, they're, I guess, a fairly similar age. What's the difference between Ryan Palmer and Ryan Moore? And you're saving a lot of money on more, $1,000 on more. For what? Not much of a seal. Not much of a different ceiling. Would you, would you agree with me? Uh then Moore's been decent lately. I mean, and, and the, if you're going to go to per, positional golf courses like this, um, I would take Moore over Palmer anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, that, I think that's a I think that's a fantastic point. You know, it. Um, you know, uh, how about Smalley though? Smalley's sitting at the top of that bracket, and we kind of skipped over him and didn't really talk about him. Are Are you going to have any action towards Smalley this week? Yeah, and Smalley, he fits. He fits the bill. He he likes. He's he's played well on these resort style courses before. He's played well at the Wyndham. He plays. It's his home course. And like you said, Bermuda. It's, he's not the he's not the best putter, but his best service is Bermuda. I yeah. he's gonna be a he's gonna be a little chalky, which is always a worrisome for a guy like that. But I mean, he's chalky for a reason. People make people like to make sense. But I want to go back to your rally point real quick. Like you said, what if this is not his peak? What if like it is as straightforward as. Yeah, he's trending upward, so keep riding the hot hand. And he's been hot. He's been playing really good golf. So I was just trying to uh, z- uh, zag while you zigged real quick on Whaley, but he could be – it's going to be – well, we should do like a little side matchup. Davis Riley versus Vince Whaley. I'll take Davis. You'll take Whaley. But like you said, right. he's trending upwards. Um, Whaley could be a decent decent selection. Hey, so, you know, Matt. What were you saying? <laughs> You do the show every week, right? And and you're deep in the weeds on this, right? Oh yeah. If we're just taking an 8K block and it's not a major championship and let's say it's not a signature event, right? Let's say it's just a normal PGA full field event like RSM next week or Sanderson or something, right? But with a decent field, what do you, what are the characteristics you want out of an 8K player? Like what do you want that guy to be able to do? Well, th- made cut equities is one and then okay. I would say a golfer who doesn't just wither away on the weekend because we see it all the time. We see a golfer make the cut on Thursday, Friday, not even exceptional Thursday and Friday, just do enough to make the cut only to finish T58. And it's meaningless. You got a guy who's got, who has to obviously fit the course bill and then continue to surge for 54 holes. And that's why I like some golfers, even in the 10 K range or above that. I always tout to start slow, but never stop grinding the Terrell Hattons of the world. Just, We'll just they'll they'll fi- they'll start off horrible, yeah. but they'll finish T six out of nowhere. So and we don't re- always get that in the eight K range. So they're tough to find. Um, I don't know if there's really a guy. I think Alex Noren above is one of those types of guys who could just yeah. find his way through the cut line and then oh look, Alex Noren finished T eight. Where'd that come from? That's kind of what I look for in this eight K range. All right, I, I just you know at the different ranges, you know nine and ten, you're looking for guys that have uh, you know. Top 10, top five, top three, you know, those types of guys. But we start to get eight and seven. Like, what's the primary characteristics that we're looking for? Right. Right. Because I think people, they they, they just look at the names every week and it's like, well, no, define your card. Like, I talked to, you know, like, if he's a top 20, like, when I'm talking about, you know, 
betting guys. It's like, right. if this guy's going to win, how does he win? You know, like how does that 8K guy help your DFS team this week? You know, and, and I think that that's an important point that um, I'm just curious about because you're an expert. I think that's a really great way to put it. So I think we both agree on that. Made cut equity is number one. And then from there, you can't just dwindle on the weekend, but it goes both ways. You could definitely take the betting elements into it. A top 20 guy could definitely help your DFS lineup, but what, what ceiling does he have from there? Let's go down to the seven K range. And so this is a, this is one of the bigger ranges. So we're not going to touch on every guy, but we'll, uh, we'll start at the top. We got Peter quest. Uh, he's a name that came out of nowhere over this past fall. BYU guy, I believe down to who's the bottom of the seven K range Ooh, down to Deep. Brent Grant, a bomber. This is a big range. So let's start up top. I'll start us off. Matty Schmidt. He's been, he's been a kind of popping a guy who people have been clicking. He almost won the Andalusia masters over on the DP world tour. And then he came out hot on the gates last week at, at the, the WWT, whatever, whatever you want to call that event last week that we had. So, but I tweeted out Monday or Thursday morning. I can't believe how, I was something along the lines of I can't believe how chalky Schmidt is. I cannot wait for him to be five under through ten holes and then finish T thirty eight. And he <laughs> damn near did exactly that because I bet this guy more than I should. So I just know his game. So I think he is a great showdown play. I don't love him in the DFS space because he comes out of the gate so hot every single week. And like we just said. He, he fades away on the weekend. So I just wanted to mention him. So he's the guy I'm not playing in this 7K range. When you told that fizzle out story from, from the last part, when you're talking about 8K guys that, you know, how about Cam Percy last week? The guy shoots 10 oh under, and I think he finished 10 under. I mean, how about that? How about that tournament last week? <laughs> that is, that's just so Terrible. something he would do. And that's just something we would get from that event. Just a, an older guy coming out, damn near breaking the course record, and then just doing nothing from the weekend. That was that was pretty funny to see. Yeah, I I just at the end of the week, I was looking at all the guys that missed my placements by like one stroke, and then I saw oh him down God. at the bottom. He was like T fifty. I was like, what happened to you? <laughs> I want I want to take a look at Justin Lauer because he was a guy who oh, was yeah. kind of he was kind of mixing a little bit during the week. Didn't have the finish he was probably looking for. But ended up finishing T23. He's off back-to-back made cuts. Or not not made cuts. Zozo was in the no-cut event. Finished T41. But I do like that he's played a lot in the fall. He's got five fall starts already. Which is... Is that all of them? I think he played in every fall event. I like that a lot. And at 7,600 in this field, I think Lauer is a guy with a ceiling that can definitely boost your lineup. I'll take those points and I'll raise you two more. He's played the Bermuda twice. He's finished 17th and 8th. Great putter. Oh, yeah. Great wedge player. All right. So Lauer is definitely in the 7K range. He's the first name I click. The second name I click is Harry Hall. And the reason I love Harry Hall, good on Bermuda, excellent putter, excellent wedge player. I mean, we haven't really broken down the golf course to the point of like, you know, forget approach buckets and everything, but like, where are you going to differentiate yourself from this field? And it's going to come with the wedge game. You've got eight, uh, what, eight of the 11 par, uh, what's there? Yeah, 11 par fours. Eight of the 11 par fours are under 415 yards. Then you got three par fives that are kind of reachable. You missed the green. So on those 11 holes, you're going to need some form of a wedge to score, right? You got to be an elite wedge player. I I mentioned it earlier with like Lucas, but I didn't really like kind of expound upon it a little bit. You've got to be a really good wedge player to play well here. I mean, look at the guys who have won. Todd, Gay, 
you, you know, Seamus Power, elite, elite wedge players. And then you got to be able to putt. Harry Hall does both of those things and he does it well on Bermuda grass. Remember him at Colonial, right? I mean, I know he didn't pull it off, but, you know, at the end of the day, like that's the guy that's around there. And in the 7K range, guys like Lauer and Hall, I mean, uh, Lauer was what, 23rd last week in Mexico, you know, and I've already told you he's got two top 17 finishes here. Like that's, Lauer's a guy that I'm looking at outright. I'll be honest with you. you Yeah, I know. I, I like that, to be honest. I might have it to take a deeper look after the show and i know i already mentioned ryan moore i definitely still vouch for him he's one of he's going to be in, in some of my lineups at 7400 but i'm going to mention marty dow at 7500 he was one of the first guys i bet this week just because he has gained on approach in five straight pga tour events which is the longest stri- stretch of his young pga tour career we saw him gr- uh, we saw him grind out in contention in texas over the summer or spring whenever that was and he's a guy who eats, sleeps, and breathes golf. He is a grinder, and yeah. I think he is a talented young player who can. I don't know if he can win, but I bet him at seventy-five to one. But this is a field that is not strong, so I'll definitely take a flyer, and that definitely goes. If I'm betting him, I have to like him. So seventy-five hundred dollars, uh, Marty Dow. Here's two more guys in this seven K range. That um, I mean, again, seven K. I want the guy to be around the whole week. I would love a top 20 out of him, right? So, Russell Knox, there's been four Butterfield Bermuda Coastal championships. courses. Right? But Russell Knox is one of two guys that's made the cut all four times. It's him and Brian Gay. So, if you want somebody who's around for the weekend, Russell Knox, it fits the iron game, the wedge game, all of that, especially if the weather gets bad. I like him. And then another guy, Patton Kazire, right? Patton Kazire needs to play well. He's outside the top 125, and he's a great wedge player. He's won before in the fall. He's good on Bermuda grass. He's good on positional golf courses. Um, you know, Sea Island guy gets the coastal thing. Um, and speaking of guys that got to play well, CT Pan's the one on the hot seat. He's one twenty-five. So wow. okay, you know, you got you got eight. I mean, you got to think about it this way: these guys have eight rounds left for their jobs, right? And when you get in this range, these guys are all the types of guys that are fighting. And I want guys that have been playing well and have been climbing the points list. I don't want guys that are free falling, right? Like I want guys that look like they, they, they're going to make it in the top 125. And there's a couple names there that have good skill sets and they've been climbing. I agree with you. Before we get into the 6K range, let me talk to you about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, College hoops, college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double that deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Now let's dive into one of the bleakest 6K ranges I could remember. And we won't take too long on this range because it's there's only so many guys that can even can even make your lineup well. You could fade this range completely if you really wanted to. So we'll get there and then we'll shortly build a lineup together. I'll start us off. My guy in this range is $6,700, Max McGreevy. Max McGreevy is a, he does two things well. Hitches wedges well and putts well on Bermuda. What? That's all we need. Not going to overthink it. Max McGreevy hit my biggest top five ever two years ago at the Wyndham. Finished top five. It was a 100 to one top five, and I'll just forever flaunt that ticket. So I'm going to not overthink it. Max McGreevy is my guy in this range. Brian Gay. 
until he does me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, come on. Here's the thing. Can't overthink it. Yeah. I, I mean, you could get a top 40 in probably a two to one range right now, like a plus 200 number, top 40 on this guy. And if you want to go deeper and ladder that thing, go for it. But his last four starts yeah. on the Champions Tour 14th, 10th, 5th, 11th. That's right? playing golf. Hell I yeah. mean, the, no, the guy's playing really good. And this yeah. is a Champions Tour style golf course that he's comfortable on. So, like, I mean, for me, you look at some of these people. I mean, you, we're going to roll out Omar Uresti. I mean, what are we talking about, right? No. These, you know, we're going to put on the YouTube stars, the Brian brothers. I mean, if you want to have some fun, but like otherwise, like there's nobody down here. I mean, yeah, I, is, if you look deep enough, Matt Gannon's on there. I mean, like, what are we yeah, doing? No, he is on there. He is on there. You got to really look deep, but he is <laughs> on there. But yeah, this is a very bleak range. Not going to. We can easily go down there and cherry pick random names and say stats, but we're going to save your time. Let's go through the top. You and I will build a lineup together. See right. that can cash it. So do we want to just fade this 10K range completely and go down from there? I'm good with that. All right. Let's, let, let's start in the 9K range. You, I think since, we both, especially since we don't want any sixes. Exactly. We don't want, we don't want any sixes. So forget the tens. I think we start with Alex Norton because we were both pretty high on him. He's a grinder. If he starts off bad, he can finish it up high. Or you uh, want to do someone else? No, nah, I'm good with that. I'm All good right. with that. Norin, we both talked ourselves into it. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see what happens if we put in Pendrith to see how much we're left with. We're left with $7,800 average on four. I think that is a decent start to the lineup. You, you were fairly, really high on Pendrith unless you want to go somewhere else. Uh, it would either be Pendrith or Griffin, but Griffin's going to be so... He's going to be so high ownership. Pendrith is going to be... Let's, he's not going to be as high, you know. Let's check my yeah. They're 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 both pushing nineteen, but I think Griffin will come in a little higher because he contended in the fall and had better courses here last year at least. All right, we'll keep it with Pendrith. So let's go down a little bit. Um, we're left with seventy eight. So yeah, let's go down here. I don't think we can put in Riley or Whaley because we were we were opposite on both of those guys. So let's go with someone we like we like better. I'm down with Lauer. Oh, for sure. Yep. Lauer. Oh, okay. Lauer yep. at 76. That leaves us with 79 um, for three spots. Who else in the, oh, How much was Russell Knox? Because he might be 73 that we got to put Knox in there. This is a guy. I like this lineup because we, we, yeah. This lineup has definitely has made cut equity and has high. This I like this. I mean, this is not. This is not, you know, a trophy wife here. This woman right here, she cooks for you. She she'll, takes care of everything. She'll get the job done. Right? Oh, my goodness. Sure. This, is, this is the girl next door you lived next to for 20 years, and you didn't know she was there, and then all of a sudden, you just like, your mind was open to the world. It's unbelievable. One night she lets you come over. Yeah, it's just it's oh, what you need. Man. All right. Yeah, this is Let, it. All right, let's talk around this. Anyone else you want to do around here, or do you want to scroll down a little more, and then we can go back? Um, if we throw in, if we throw in, go up a little bit. If we throw in, I mean, I'm the last three names I'm kind of thinking about are Hardy, um, Hall, and Kazire. You know, in that I'm, range, so I'm just throwing those around. I'll go you, with Hardy because that that kind of goes off my point I made with with Davis Riley, a guy who has shown something in the past, and he he 
he's a, a guy, a talented golfer who will eventually come to fruition. So 8,600, I like that Hardy call. He definitely gives you some equity too, like to finish in the top five. Well, again, and, and, um, unless you want to go with someone another, else. Could be another off-weather player. Um, didn't Hardy go to uh, Illinois? Hardy went to right. Illinois, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So he played for Mike Lee Small. I mean, Big Beats. Ten golf isn't 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 pleasant, you know, oh. in the spring and fall. So um All right, we have one spot left, seventy eight hundred dollars. No Schmidt. He's not in the lineup. Um we could fit Kazire and we could fit Kazire. Uh, I think he's got him great and Hall. I, between him and Hall, I might go Hall. Okay, I think Kazire has better make cut equity. I feel like he's been around the block more than Harry Hall because I feel like okay. Harry Hall is a guy who could just put an eight on the card, and you can't do that around here. And yeah. Be lapped. Um, yeah. No, I, I. I mean, we're talking through this. I am enjoying this. This is uh, all right. So, um, Harry Hall is coming off two top thirties, right? Okay. Yes. Pat Kazire is um, coming off coming off. Uh, 46th and the 15th um, averages out to around the same. So it's, it's a coin flip. Harry Hall has played Harry Hall's English and Bermuda was owned by the English at one time. And he's played Bermuda twice. He's made the cut once. Uh, Pat Kazire has never played out in Bermuda. Okay. Let's go with Hall then. Let's go with Hall. I almost. We put oh we put Russell Knox in okay as long as we have Russell Knox in there all is good in the world yeah let's do with Hall Hall play I think he's out of Vegas too he could deal with some wind oh I mean Harry Hall um can definitely get the job done you know yeah. and uh, he's trending a little bit a little bit more so let's zoom in on this lineup for you guys to see it we got Alex Noren Taylor Pendrith Justin Lauer Russell Knox Nick Hardy and Harry Hall I think that is a very Modest lineup that will can definitely get six to six through the cut line. Oh yeah, I mean, considering what we're what we're working, what we're working with, with, yeah, you know, if we go six for six this week, your lips to God's ears. I mean, Jesus, you know, that's yeah. like a lot. It's a lot. Anything else you, you know? want to you want to wrap it up with, Keith? Anything else you want to tell the guys where they where can they find you? Where can they find your work? Oh. For me, it's right there. Go to readtheline.com. Um, I do previews every week for Sports Illustrated, the Sporting News, PGA Tour. Uh, my PGA Pro article comes out every Wednesday. It's a course preview. Uh, the LPGA, if you're into that sort of thing, we've been winning a lot. I will um, be now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. And uh, and it, you could, like, those are on all the different websites. But, I mean, if you go to readtheline.com, all the content's there. And, of course, if you go there to subscribe, you can subscribe for free. Check me out. If you like my narratives, if you like winning 14 wins this year, 26 wins in the last 22 months since the company went live. So um, I go to the golf course. I love in-play betting. I put it all over social media for free, and I'm a PGA professional. So what I take those three want? things, and, and you know, if, I'm from New Jersey, so I like to bet. So let's just run it. Hell yeah, Jersey right there. Well, Keith, thank you for joining me. That was a great show. We will definitely get together again soon. And yeah, you guys know where to find me. Any questions, feel free to DM me. Feel free to reach out to Keith and we got your answer. So I'll catch you guys next time. Matt, this was awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Uh